0: I think I've had enough. We might get a little drunk. He says what's on his mind. His name is Harry. Bananas. <laughs> my name is Tim Bananas, <laughs> and this is episode number 54 of my Track Show. Why were bananas the first thing on your mind, Adam? Oh, I just...
1: no idea. I was looking outside, I saw yellow, maybe. It's that time of night, listeners.
0: Harry's got one thing on his mind, and bananas. that's bananas.
1: Good old peel of banana for me.
0: Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Uh, we're back with a, a big, important tribute to one of the most significant men in recent musical history this week, and it's, um, it's a lovely one to pay tribute to such a man. We're not going to tell you it is right now, though, are we, No, no, no. We're, we're going to keep that one under our hats. What kind of hat have you got on?
1: I've got... Uh, I've actually got a fez on.
0: Oh, a fez. That's what I was thinking. Were you? But now I I've remembered. I mean? I've just looked in the mirror and I've realised I don't have a fez I've got a trilby. A trilby? Yes. Interesting. I've oh, gone what's for
1: What's that? Oh, I think I've just taken off my hat, actually. I'm oh. a man of many hats. And uh, I've got like a mariachi band hat on. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Bit funky. Yeah. Bit fuzzy.
0: I've got I'm a into. Make America Great Again hat on, so <laughs> deal with that how you will. <laughs> Before we get any worse and uh, have some really unseemly hats on, uh, we're going to get straight into the episode. But I'll tell you what if I throw my hat in the air and it lands on the other side of it what would that be of my hat
1: I think that would be the I guess if that's the flip, that would be the flip side of the hat exactly right yeah you on the flip side of See the hat there then. then I guess
2: <laughs> shall we begin
1: Let's begin You alright mate I am good how are you I'm really good, thank you. Uh, good week? Yeah, it's been a pretty... Um, I mean, I was going to say eventful, I can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> no, no, it was actually, there was a, 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 it was eventful for me. I really? Suppose. Yeah. Uh, please share. Uh, I went, I did my first, I had my first like, um, perks of the job thing. And I went Percy. to see job. Oh, you did. I went to see Sampha at the Roundhouse. Yeah. You, for free. You had a very smug day. I did have a smug day. You told me off and I, I, didn't, I didn't even see it <laughs> until the next day. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh, he's probably right. But I was, I was so, like, gobsmacked by Because you, what you so, like, gradually
0: got more smug through the day. That was the funny thing. Like, uh, you sent me a picture of, like, some cocktails or something. Yeah, at first, and insane. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's like cool, like good for you, mate. I'm I'm working, but right? you can be having cocktails. That's fine." And then, like a couple of hours later, you sent me a thing. like, I'm going to see Sanford tonight. I was like, oh, that's cool. Right, enjoy." And then a few hours later, you sent me a picture of a like four hundred pound meal receipt. Not even just like look at this meal we just had. You said, "This is my life now." <laughs> And at that point, I was just like, rain it in. <laughs>
1: that is enough. Yeah. Um, we we went out for lunch at 12 and then go back to work. And we just, we did that. And for me, I felt like I was being wined and dined and i would never had that before. Yeah. And it was just hitting me like a brick. And, yeah. And uh, I decided to show you. And uh, it's only now I realise. It's yeah, just, just don't bother.
0: This is, no, it's just, this is my life now it was such a... It was such this a is my like, life now. Goodbye, peasant. <laughs> it was nice <laughs> knowing you, uh, but I've moved on to better things, as the kooks promised me I would.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I said to them at the time, I was like, "This would be how much I would earn a month." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a very very good week last week. Yeah, nice, thank you. <laughs> I didn't. Say was great. Yeah, how, yeah. How was he? Yeah, it was really really good. He was uh the funny thing is with these uh what do you call them gigs <laughs> singers <laughs> when you get these tickets from these people or whatever you have to sit upstairs in the like uh the seating bits yep. and I very much dislike that. Yeah, it's always a slightly I... weird thing I've yeah. done it. I can't get into it.
0: It totally depends what the people around you are doing because You're I've been to quiet. yeah That's the problem. Like, I've been to... uh, Actually, a gig at the Roundhouse where I was in the uh, guest-seated bit upstairs. But everyone else was kind of up and dancing and singing, so it kind of... It didn't feel that bad. But other ones where you do really want to get into it, but you're kind of just surrounded by people who are sat cross-legged and uh, hoping it ends. It's like, I can't dance. I I don't
1: (laughs) don't want to sound snobbish. There's probably people that love Sanford and didn't get to go or whatever. Um, But... Just a personal preference is if I can't get a standing ticket, I usually just don't bother going sometimes, unless yeah. it's somebody I really, really want to see. Yeah, for sure. I don't
0: think I've ever bought a standing ticket. Uh, sorry, a seated ticket. <laughs> I was You definitely
1: have. No. So, did anything happen in your week? Did anything, uh, um, did anything particularly exciting happen in my week? Uh, not really. I've got a haircut. You did? Haircut 100? Feeling fresh. Feeling fresh to death. Fresh as the Prince First While they're I jazzy Jeff
0: I know you You kind of caught it opened the it. door And went oh! Haircut uh, It's quite short I mean It is I feel it? like I've kept The roundness Of it The
1: roundness Yeah you haven't really got the um, The shape at the back of you uh, There's Try a around. bit of shape At the back of Okay hang on listeners There's going to be Maybe some noise While I turn around <laughs> There's a lot of noise <laughs> <laughs> Okay yeah that's the still shape, but I remember that one time, I think just before Glastonbury, you had like um, I had like a proper ridge at the back of my head had, at one yeah, station. like an I actual like square like ninety degree yeah. kind of angle. I know,
0: I do miss that. Yeah.
1: But I never know like
0: because there's there's a picture from um, the Great Escape last year uh, of me like doing a morning like thing that you took from while we were recording episodes in the morning, basically is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Uh, and you can see the back of my head and there's like a proper ridge. And I was quite pleased when I saw that. Uh, and now every time, you know, when you get your haircut and they show like the back of your head with a mirror, when there's when it's not quite like that, I'm like, oh, I mean, it's fine. But yeah.
1: Why do they show you that? I don't know. I always say it's, so we get our haircut by Romy, we, who we yeah. mentioned it before actually, probably quite a few times for some reason. Yeah. Um, But... I always say, like, just don't get the mirror out. Just when she always gets out and says, There you go, this is the back. I'm, like, I'm not going to say anything. I could hate this. What has any... You could have ri- like, just, like, cut a dick into the back of my head and be like, yeah. Yep, thank you. <laughs> what has anyone ever said be? at that moment other than,
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. That is yep. cool. Yep, that's the back of my head. <laughs> I'm not going to see that again until the next time you cut my hair. One day I just want to go, Oh, actually, can you um cut a little just a little bit off just over just just for once so I can be like actually also, sometimes I dislike it
0: or because you like you know your hairdresser and you're not getting it cut in like a public place it would be funny if she showed you it and you just screamed <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? I hope she doesn't hear this so I can actually try that <laughs> that's a very good idea yeah I'm sorry if that you'd have to answer. really you'd have to really commit though wouldn't you yeah like probably scream oh my god what have you done? <laughs> Yeah. 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 But I mean, that wasn't me committing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was say, poor. Oh you know? hey, my god, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done, Raymond? Why have you done this? <laughs> That's from a meme thing. Sorry. Um, yeah. Wow. So you had your haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice> uh, <work>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, so I've been walking
0: around, my ears a little bit colder. Uh, what else has happened? I didn't think much.
1: <laughs> I think it's going to. Didn't think much. Um it doesn't matter. Sometimes you have a slow week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like the the frustrating thing is I feel like something did happen but I don't know what it was. So who knows? I was probably drunk for it. Which in my musical highlight, <laughs> we will get onto that. So uh oh good. So should we get on to those then? Yeah. That is where we're rapidly skating towards anyway. So I'm going to ask you very clearly, Harry. Uh <laughs> Because I'm a robot. <laughs> uh, have you had a musical highlight this week? You know what?
1: Do you know what? I Don't know what? Uh, I've got right. So this know, is what moved up in the world, and now I have. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my life now. Um, <laughs> no, I've I've actually got two. I'm going, I'm going to pick one, but this is this is what I do now. Not long ago, I never really had highlights, did I? And I had to just kind of pick something. I feel like yeah. in recent weeks, I've I've uh, I've had almost too many. Yeah, because you have to listen to music all day. Yeah, um, and funnily enough, oh, this, is, this is almost worse than not having any because I can't. I now can't pick. I'm going to go with a band that we have talked about on the podcast before, a band that I'm kind of, you know, they're not new. I apologise. The wow. band is Glass Animals. Good band, though. Yes. We spoke about
0: them, I think, a couple of times,
1: maybe. Yeah, possibly. Um, whatever song I play, we haven't had on the podcast before. so. Lovely. Um, they did actually bring out on, I think, Friday, last Friday, a live album. You know, Spotify do those live. Live things, session things. Which do tend to be quite good, yeah. quite fun. There's, like, moments in them. Was there a cover in there? Uh, I think their Kanye West cover might have been in there.
0: Because like one of my favourite Vampire Weekend uh, things is they, on one of those Spotify Live uh, sessions, they did a cover of a Bruce Springsteen song. and it did? Hamm- no, Vampire Weekend. Oh, sorry, yeah. Like many years ago. And that was brilliant. Uh, so you do sometimes get those little gems within those Spotify sessions, which um, sort of
1: stand out yeah I'm having a look they didn't do any covers no it's just five actually uh, The Village I don't know where that is um, The Village sounds so, New Yorky yeah uh, the reason why I was a little bit hesitant this to do this is because I like to kind of bring up new stuff for the highlight um, which you know I rarely do anyway so I don't know why I'm worried <laughs> um, but it was. it's one of these bands who we've talked about before and I've listened to a few times there's definitely songs I've listened to um but we've mentioned before sometimes you'll you'll say you're a fan of a band or whatever and you like them you'll probably go and see them if you're a festival or something but you haven't like gone through their album Mm. well on the train this morning i went through their latest album uh how to be a human being um i was actually looking up on google how to be a human being because i just don't know yeah it's difficult um, and the, one of the great <laughs> mysteries of life and this came up and I listened to it like twice through and then some extra songs like repeated again and I just like my train journey is at like an hour and ten minutes and I basically listened to them the whole way wow so that's quite a long time isn't it yeah. um I think this album is really really great yeah they're really great they are yeah. I mean they're this like really good mix of like what you want in an indie band and, like, good pop music. Yeah. They're like a a poppier oh, J. Um, I think that's quite a good comparison. Got, yeah, they've got, like, R&B and, like, hip-hop elements in them sometimes. And he's got a really,
0: like, smooth Very smooth, voice. very
1: versatile voice. Um, and there's a good array of songs. I remember there was, I think, I can't remember the song exactly, but... To the latter end of the album, this like electric guitar bit comes in, which is very different to the rest of it. It was very kind of yeah, indie guitar band. And I was just smiling to myself, because I was just like, oh, this is great. Like you, you know when you get these bands that come along, especially in my line of work, um, <laughs> you have to look at a lot of new up-and-coming bands. Yeah. And it's really hard to like hear something and... And hear where it differs from anything. Yeah, sure. That's out and it's just like, yeah, this is this is alright, but it's the same as everything else. And it's it's really great when you hear something that seems yeah. fresh and new. Totally. And I think, uh, when we
0: spoke of them before, one of the things that I mentioned was that I saw them at Great Escape a couple of years ago without knowing mm-hmm. who they were. And had that very same experience in that obviously at Great Escape you see a lot of up and coming bands. And you do get sort of uh, themes running through them all and certain sounds that you kind of recognise everywhere else. And when I saw Glass Animals, I remember being totally taken back purely by exactly that, that they were just so different to everything I'd seen through that week. And I think I might have even seen them on like a Saturday early evening. So by that point, A Great Escape, you're nearly at the end Mm. of the festival. And it's like, wow, actually, and I thought at the time, these guys are going to go somewhere because... They're completely unlike anything else we've seen at this festival. Yeah. I'm gonna they see them. Really at, stand out. I think
1: they're at Glastonbury. Yeah they are. I'm gonna see them. For sure. Good. Um actually the song I'm actually gonna go for and this is quite difficult because I really like pork soda. Um because it's it's just a bit different and it's, it's a bit weird. And it's a funny name. Yeah. And it's I think it's the song that a pine was it pineapple in my head or something? And it's just weird. Like, it's just. It kind of just makes me smile when I listen to it. But the song I'm actually going to pick is called Season 2, Episode 3. Big. I like the title. Uh, I believe that's the one I put up this morning. Yep. um, On Facebook. (laughs) I didn't just put it up into the ether. Um, The song is really, really great. Like, it's just. It's one of the best individual songs I've heard for a long time. Um, sorry, if you do know this band, you'll know the songs like Youth. That's kind of their biggest one, isn't it? And Life Itself, which I think yeah. is the one we played before we did. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Season 2, Episode 3. And I'm going to play it right now. Baby, no. my So,
0: my pick is not quite so contemporary. So I'm going to have to uh, set up the reason why it was the highlight of my particular week. Uh, And you know the starting point.
1: Do I?
0: So I'm going to say the starting point was Sunday morning. Can you imagine how I might have been feeling on Sunday
1: morning? Oh, knowing you, probably like... The back end of Shrek
0: Yeah, even worse than that The back end of Donkey The back end of Princess Fiona, Shrek and Donkey all (laughs) rolled into one Basically I was hungover but I had a real um, You know the despair hangover (laughs) Like the absolute just despair where you wake up and it's just like
1: uh... Like you feel really bad or you feel embarrassed about the night before is the night before those, was really uneventful,
0: know. so there was nothing to even be embarrassed about, but I just I yeah, despair is the word. Self loathing, depression, all of the above, all the happy feelings to have on a Sunday is, morning. I was feeling awful basically. I was just like, Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh so I got up feeling crap. But I had to meet my dad. Um we were going to watch the football, we were going to watch the Arsenal game together. Uh the less said about that, the better I feel for you. you To watch it? No, we didn't go to the game, we just went to the pub. Okay, fair enough. Um, But yeah, it was like a two-day hangover already, and then I was going to the pub anyway. Um, And I was thinking, I can't do this, what is wrong with me? (laughs) Anyway, uh, you listeners don't need uh, that much of an insight into my uh, psyche. Psyche. Uh, So, yeah, got up, (laughs) got showered, got dressed, went to the pub, hung out with my dad for the afternoon, and... um, he, like, brought my spirits up quite a lot. He was a very uh, uplifting influence on me and I should shout him out for that. Thanks, Dad. You took me out of, Brought me out of a bit of a hole. He was a good dad that day. He was. He's always a good dad, bless him. Uh, but that on, on that day, he particularly was. But even so, we got to, like, the end of the game and I was going home and uh, I was still feeling quite a level of despair. I, the despair still had not left me. So I thought, right, I'm going to... Uh, go and get myself some fish and chips. It was a sunny afternoon. I'm going to get some fish and chips and I'm going to go and watch the sunset and see if that cheers me up. Um, and as followers of my Snapchat, such as you, Harry may know. Oh yeah. Okay, I went okay. down to the beach and it was a stunningly beautiful was it bright the morning? and sunset. No, this was the evening. Oh on this Sunday, sunset. the previous Sunday there was a sunrise on Snapchat, but well, that's a difficult thing a sunset in the to morning. talk about. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went down there and it was absolutely beautiful. I couldn't believe how kind of perfect Brighton looked. Uh, it made me just feel so lucky to live here. And I was kind of walking along, got my chips from Kemptown, nice big piece of fish. Uh,
1: you go for fish? Do you not go for fish and chips? Like, do you know what for? Uh, for Verbi's. anyone from England who probably thinks, oh, fish and chips, well, I really, really don't like fish and chips. What do you get? Like battered sausage or a burger or maybe like a, one of those big red sausages? What they call <laughs> I might go for that. I I hate batter on like things. Really? Yeah. Wow, you're a weird guy. it's got, like, sludgy shit on the inside. No, you've got
0: to get good fish and chips.
1: I've Well, I just don't think they exist. Crunchy and lovely.
0: So in, in Yorkshire, you can go into a fish and chip shop and ask for scraps, uh, which is, like, the bits of batter that have fallen off the fish. So they sort of scoop it out, and you just get, like, a pack of batter bits. That they're crispy. Horrible. Delicious. And they're free. Free? Yeah, free. Yeah, but you're like... Uh, I'll have fish and chips and some scraps please and you get some scraps on the top oh I
1: definitely have heard of this before they've yeah. uh, it might have been, probably, it's been most likely in the podcast yeah uh, people talking about stuff like that and whether they I think someone was like not doing them anymore or they they Bullshit. weren't allowed to do them
0: yeah but down here you ask for scraps in the fish and chip shop and they have no idea really? absolutely blank faces all around
1: <laughs> can I have some scraps it's like we've got like a dustbin over there <laughs> yeah exactly some bits in but Uh, Anyway.
0: So, so yeah, uh, went down, watched the sun go down. I was listening to the birds. The birds brought my mood up a little bit too. Um, But then I thought, right, I'm not getting a good enough angle here. I'm going to go up onto the pier. Uh, So, are you on your own? I was on my own. I was having like a little solo time. Oh, that's amazing. Like, I
1: really can't do that.
0: No, neither can I normally. Really?
1: And it felt a bit strange. I know people that go for I've, I've been for walks on my own before, but I've. very rarely. I know people that like to go out on their own and stuff. even just to go out to town to get something I feel like I should go with Where's my friends <laughs> and no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit
0: like that too, although when I do it, I really enjoy it mm-hmm. um, but yeah the the prospect of setting out on that journey is yeah, always the, a bit of a strange one. um so yeah, went and got this perfect angle of this amazing sunset, and as I was like taking a picture, it paused my music in my headphones and i realized that a song from uh, my childhood was playing on the pier really and a song that i had completely forgotten existed like had absolutely no idea and it just i just started laughing because um i have such ridiculous memories of this particular song
1: will i remember it do you think
0: no because like the only reason I remember it is nothing to do, really, with, even with the song. Right. It's to do with my older sister. And this is what brought me out of the despair, basically. Just like uh, this flashback to moments in my childhood where, for some reason, this totally bizarre song. My older sister Louise, shout out Louise. Uh, she had like a full-on dance routine to this song. Like, which involved, like, a weird little, like, two hands together behind the bum and, like, a little sort of wiggle, like, you're a duck or something. Like, all sorts of madness. And, like, her and my mum used to do it sometimes. I've got vague memories of her and my uncle Steve doing it. Like, just this weird dance. And I don't know why it happened. But, like, I took, like, a little video of it and sent it to Louise and said, um, uh, Brighton Pier providing the perfect soundtrack to A Beautiful Sunset. Um, and this is the song that was playing in the background and like honestly all that kind of uh, misery and despair and everything just kind of evaporated away the band are a band that you will know from another song of theirs It's Right Said Fred right who do obviously I'm too sexy for my shirt but thankfully (laughs) as a child my sister wasn't dancing around (laughs) the living room doing (laughs) a weird dance dance thing so that but the song is deeply dippy um one of the weirdest tunes ever um but after walking off the pier I listened to the whole thing through it. and it's actually a decent song again quite strange I feel like just a really strange band um but yeah just took me back to my childhood and brought me back to the people who are important to me like my sister and um yeah it's funny and I've now told her that she has to teach my niece the dance because she claims to still remember it really so wow you can't forget that so things. fingers crossed the Deeply Dippy dance is going to travel down the generations of our family. Oh,
1: maybe we should make it a meme.
0: Yeah. Get Get absolutely. that going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is Right Said Fred with Deeply Dippy, and this one's for Lou. Deeply Dippy, back, the
2: curve you go. Deeply hot Hot for the curves you got Deeply deep about the fun we had Deeply mad Mad for the fun we had Oh my love I can't make head nor tail of passion Oh my love Let's set sail for seeds of passion now
0: So that was... Right Said Fred with Deeply Dippy and I'll tell you what uh, you you never heard that song before.
1: No, no, no. But that brought
0: like genuine laughs in the studio as well. That is a funny weird song. Uh, yeah. The line we particularly enjoyed was <laughs> uh, deeply dippy about the way you walk a contact sport let the neighbours talk. <laughs> I don't know how she's what walking. <laughs> but Mad. Uh, yeah. Mad song. Brilliant memories and uh Nice to dedicate a song for once to my older sister. Um, yeah. Yeah. Haven't done that before. So, love you, Lou. And that love was you, a perfect Luke. way... Don't you say that. You're not allowed to. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings part one of the episode to an end. And I believe, Harry, you're going to drop in a little bit of music that alludes to what we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Drop it, me.
0: So here we are, as uh, Block Party would say, uh, on episode number 54, and I'm going to let you into a little secret, listeners. This is the first time ever... That Harry has come up with a subject for us to talk
1: about. that's bullshit.
0: It might be the second time ever at best seventh at least no way i'm not I'm not having it seven.
1: I came up with at least some of the beginning ones. no, you didn't I came up with north south east west No, I came up with the west one <laughs> and the one after west I came up with. you might have come up with hello, and that was it. this is all anyways. Even out of slander, uh, even out of
0: fifty-four-seven, <laughs> you haven't made that much of a grasp for the top end of like coming up with the ideas.
1: No, because <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I got like that. Yeah,
0: the point is, I'm the ideas man. But this week, uh, Harry came up with what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to let you
1: uh, tee us up. Uh, <laughs> so sadly, on April the first of this year, only days ago, the creator of the TR eight hundred eight drum machine, Ikutaro Kekahashi, died at the age of 87. Um, A lot, a whole deal of tributes have been going out to him, because this man helped build a machine that revolutionised the music world. Yeah,
0: and it sounds like, uh, from that intro, that it's an incredibly sort of geeky, nerdy thing to kind of uh, see as something worth paying tribute to, but actually... This is a a guy, in particular, a machine that uh, absolutely kickstarted a kind of electronic musical revolution that mm. literally the music we listen to today would not be here absolutely. Uh, if it wasn't for this innovation.
1: So I do actually have a little excerpt here from an article that I read today, which I think will explain to people who... I mean, if you're listening to a music podcast, you know what an 808 is. But I thought it was very nice. Uh, it says... The congas ring cheekily, the cowbell plays a corroded chime, the snare is parched and cruel, and the bass drum, a hard bloomer bear, is barely music at all. With these core sounds, a by a handful of others, a simple drum machine gave house, techno and hip-hop the language it still speaks today. I thought that was very nice. Yeah,
0: rather bloody lovely.
1: Rather bloody lovely.
0: And I think what it kind of hits on is something that I watched the... There's a documentary uh, called 808, the movie, I believe, yeah. uh, which was came out last year, which is really, really worth a and watch. was it that soon? That soon? Was
1: it that? Uh, not that long <laughs> Recently. ago. Recently. <Bloody> oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: last, last year, I believe, it came out. And uh, one of the things that like a lot of people talking about this particular uh, piece of kit mentioned was that uh, part of what made it great was that it didn't sound like Drums. We didn't know previously anything that was like a drum machine had sounded like drums, but not quite
1: as authentic. And this kind of made a glory of the fact that it was another. Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as I know, it was discontinued three years after it was introduced because people thought it was a bit crap because it didn't sound like a drum. And I mean, it it really doesn't. No, like it's very far from what a kind of a classic drum kit would sound like.
0: But in terms of, like, digital technology, it's hard to think of anything that uh, at all that is still not only used uh, all you know, this many years later, but actually still completely key and vital and kind of seen as relevant. Like, now, it's absolutely mad that this particular thing
1: yeah, is still turning out in tracks that yeah, come out today. The funny thing is, like, I didn't know about 808s when I kind of got into making music and stuff but I remember without me knowing the history behind it it was always my go-to drum yeah on uh, Ableton or Logic or whatever I'd just go to the 808 because it was familiar to me I think just because of things I I listened to and it it sounded good yeah and it was so so versatile yeah you can put it into so many different genres of music yeah so as a person who makes music as well at least less than I did Um, that was kind of the first time I was introduced to 808s
0: yeah and it it is mad like you know we we talk very regularly about like uh, you know people who we think have had like a wide spanning influence on popular culture and on music and who have like uh, you know made things happen but you know this guy doesn't have a name like a you know, a John Lennon or, you know, Mick Jagger, whoever it is. But actually, without his contribution to music, uh, like like I say, the the landscape that we see today would not be the same.
1: Very, very far from it, yeah. So... And uh, not only the 808, but all the other things he produced after that. Yeah. Like the 303 and things like that. Like, this guy had a huge hand in the music created well I'm going to just say now
0: are you telling me that he did something called an 808 and then a 303 afterwards
1: I believe it was after he was on a I, countdown I don't know I, don't, I, don't, I definitely I, don't take my word for it but I believe 808 was before yeah, I don't like there wasn't, it. it wasn't just a 303 and an 808 there was other things as well so it was 404
0: 505 606 yeah. 606 that, was, that turned into a phone in 505 <laughs> was uh, Arctic Monkeys yeah, yeah. anyway uh, the point is I'm I've taken over, sorry. But uh, do. What, what I was going to yeah, say is that uh, in tribute to this great man and his uh, fantastic legacy, we decided to mark uh, his passing by picking three songs each that use 808s, basically. Um, and the, we generally have relatively wide-ranging uh, subject areas for our episodes. But this one, I mean, there were literally millions of songs that we could have picked to play. Uh, and we've gone for these six, so rest assured listeners that these are the best six songs that
1: were ever made with an 808, or not. Uh, so I'm going to suggest, Tim, that you go first. You, I know, you went first last week as well. So. I know, it's, it's becoming... Is it going to become a thing? It better not, because I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> it's different.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I I like to just um, <laughs> make you do the hard work.
1: The heavy lifting. I mean, I, I definitely don't.
0: So my first pick does come from the aforementioned uh, 808 movie. Purely because, uh, obviously, regular listeners will know that I'm a band guy. I like my kind of indie music. Yeah, good band. Um, I do. I can't lie. Uh, but what I found really interesting is very early in the show, the film, uh, you've got kind of people who were prominent in early New York hip-hop, so late 70s, early 80s, talking about where they first heard the 808 sound. And um, a lot of that, obviously, because it's a Japanese invention, was from Japan, and there was one band that a few different artists mentioned called The Plastics, um, and they had quite a sort of punky sound, but with an 808 beat, Um very strange very weird a bit talking heads-y, but not but different like I say quite punky right. and just odd they're called The Plastics and uh, I mean they were kind of quite prominent I believe and quite influential in their own way but also forgotten to the extent that they're not even on Spotify anymore they're not on uh, iTunes and Apple Music but like interesting to know that even before the likes of, you know, Africa Bombarda and anyone who was kind of really influential in the early kind of 808 scene got their hands on the kit. There were these kind of uh, sort of new wave acts mm. making their own
1: music and their own influences. So, so quickly before we move on to it, I see that it's 1979. Yes. So, I don't know if I've mentioned in here that I said it was brought into production in 1980. Is this why you maybe thought that might be wrong? I Because it could be possible... That I maybe, am led
0: to believe that's not correct, because I right. think... So,
1: okay. Is it possible that maybe, after the discovery in America, it might have been yeah. uh, absolutely That is absolutely
0: po- possible. I think, in the, mu- in the movie...
1: I mean, it's probably yeah. made a long, long time before that.
0: But yeah, I think in the movie... My gut feeling is seventy-seven is when some people got their hands on the kit. Okay. Uh,
1: so between
0: seventy-seven release. and yeah. eighty,
1: uh, either it came, way, it came
0: about. I mean, if you want specific details,
1: <laughs> you've come... you fucking Google it, you bastard. <laughs> you've
0: come to the wrong place. I mean, we we give you a little overview and just our <laughs> shitty opinions. So <laughs> this is some.
1: so we just mention every? Can you? Yeah. Can we just both say every date so then I can cut in the right one. So I believe it came out in 1981, and then... Um, 52. <laughs> uh, oh God. <laughs>
0: That's early. Anyway, um, the plastics with copy. Copy,
2: copy. copy. Copy, copy. you, copy. 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 copy.
0: So that was the plastics with Copy. Uh, And we're going to move on swiftly to your first pick, Harry. Where are you going?
2: Swiftly moving on, swiftly moving on.
1: I mean, I can only apologise, listeners. (laughs) What was that? Right, so so I'm going to go with a pretty big player in the world of the 808 okay the guy the artist is a guy called Gerald the tune is Voodoo Ray
0: yes and this is an act and a song that we saw at Glastonbury last year or at least I know I saw at Glastonbury last year I cannot uh, categorically confirm that you were there I think you might have already retreated to your tent for an early night and a nap an
1: early night an early night and a nap apparently (laughs) Yeah, Had an early night, woke up, had yeah. a went back to bed, <laughs> woke up. You did used to do that,
0: to be fair. You would quite used often, to. at Glastonbury, you would quite often wake up uh, and it would be known that you're awake and then go back to sleep. That could be your
1: early night yeah, and then a nap. <laughs> if um, if no one was awake, I'd go back. Yeah. I wouldn't be the first to get up it's like that. Yeah. I used to love it. You should drive me insane that you would, like, go and get a Fanta on your own. Why? I'd loved it. And then just sit in the chairs outside, just like yeah it sounds lovely but I just would never do it
0: I did sometimes at least one day I'm not sure quite how many days but at least one day I would like have done that and then I would come back and sat in the chair and I was perfectly satisfied and then other people would emerge and then I'd think god I wish I'd had another hour of sleep but by that point it was too late to be like you know what I'm going back to bed actually like the day had already the started. The worst part is
1: when you have to wake up and then you probably are the last one. For me, I was the last one up usually. Yeah. And then everyone would be like ready to go. And I'd be like, oh, I just want to sit down. You'd be like, I hate life. Yeah, I hate life all the time. That was your quote. That was your quote of the festival. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Harry got a little bit of mud on his t-shirt one morning. <laughs> got in a massive a strop.
1: Yeah. think in <laughs> a strop.
0: Must have struck, I... kicked, kicked his bag, threw something at the tent. I think maybe a fork, and just dropped into his little sleeping compartment and said, "I hate life."
1: I put on a new shirt, and then it got shit on it within like two minutes. <laughs> we all just laughed. It was a kind of joke. That's the annoying thing about it. It wasn't. Whole thing. You were so. Angry I mean, with... I don't hate. I've never said I hate life, and was serious. It was like a. Yeah, but you were you were genuinely angry. I was angry, but. I hate life was a very um, jokey thing to say. Anyway, uh, a guy called Gerald. A guy called Gerald is the guy I'm going with. So, So I've obviously gone with this tune because of how big it is and where it positions itself in the history of the 808. And I don't think we could really do this podcast without mentioning... A guy called Gerald sure and voodoo Ray because it's when I I mean okay, so I did some research into the songs I was gonna do, and it was just the one that came up all the time and the one that I definitely know or have more kind of recent memory of it's a lot of top tens for sure it's i mean it's it's within the top five usually um and it was you know anyone who knows their stuff about. Nineties dance music and that will know this tune. And I'll be honest, when I first heard it, when Jack actually told me about it, he was very, very keen in seeing this guy. Obviously, I think, because he'd looked into... You know, he's quite into that era, isn't he? He loves an... He does love an early 90s act. He does. So, I think... He wouldn't have heard about them, I don't think, if he hadn't done research into that kind of era. So... I guess they're that big a part of that era and the scene. So it's hard to actually pick a part of this song that I'd actually want to play because it's a pretty a lengthy tune. It's hefty. It's sure. a hefty one. Um, so I'm just going to mix it in there and hope something sticks out. But uh, let's just give the give the tune a whirl. Really listen out for those little drums. So, moving on to your second pick for this one. My
0: second pick. And uh, I was I was torn. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I had two choices that uh, went head-to-head for uh, top billing on this one. The first one was uh, Why Can't We Live Together by Timmy Thomas, which has obviously in the last year or so being given a new lease of life because it's not only the sample from Drake, Hotline Bling, but essentially the entire song of Hotline Bling just about 25% slower. Um, And it's a great tune and a really seminal moment in the history of the 808. But rather than going for something that I felt was the right thing to go for, I thought, do you know what? This is my podcast and I'm going to play a song but I like much more and I tell you what it'll get me like singing into a hairbrush it'll get me dancing around like just a great cheesy brilliant piece of music by one of if not the best female vocalists of all time uh share it's <laughs> share <laughs> with, <laughs> with whatever that song in the 90s <laughs> No, you all better live. Life after love Big tune uh, Yeah You thought I mean every song's by Cher According yeah. to you So this, got, prob- this, is, this one is probably is Cher too, Yeah
1: Whatever you say it's Cher
0: Yeah uh, Shout out to people who get that reference <laughs> <laughs> No The the singer is Whitney Houston The song Is I want to dance with somebody And That's good What a cheesy, brilliant tune. I don't think there's ever been a better pop
1: song. It's yeah, it's one of those ones that no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, you know it.
0: And it makes like I, I whenever it plays somewhere, I like I'll go camp. I will go like full camp. Yeah, me too. Like uh I'll, I let, let it for go. the for like the I wanna feel the heat that always comes with like a I feel jazz the heat. Yeah, it's somebody. like I'll flick my chin up and I'll like my hand will fan out and I'll be like, I'm gonna feel the heat with somebody. Yeah, like yeah, I will go. I will camp it up big time because it just brings that out of you, brings out so much character within everyone. Yeah. and I think it. Uh, to bring it back to the subject of the podcast, I think it talks about the kind of the versatility of this particular instrument. You know, so different to my first song, so different to your first song. But the 808 is still very much the core of this kind of absolute classic and obviously you know we all, it is the Whitney bit that we all all remember but uh, you know just like often I remember watching a video a few years ago which was like a lot of kind of famous indie tunes where you probably couldn't name or like hum the bass line if you were asked about it but then you they played the song without the bass line and you're like, oh my god that was such a vital component of it and I think this is similar in that uh, if I asked you what the beat in I Wanna Dance With Somebody is you, I wouldn't know, you wouldn't know no one would know but actually it's a vital component of what makes this song uh, an absolute piece of gold so this is the song I want to play and while we listen to it here in the studio we're going to dance around so listeners at home Get up out of your seats. I don't care if you're at work, on the train, on the bus, wherever you are, just get up and dance around to Whitney because literally what better is there to do with your life than dance to this song? I'm going to say nothing. Certainly nothing better in my life. So here we go. I want to dance with somebody and I want that somebody to be you, listeners. (laughs) there we have it i want to dance with somebody and i want to continue to do a podcast with somebody with somebody who loves me and that is why i'm going to refer to you harry and ask you to pick your next song a
1: bit presumptuous isn't it? <laughs>
0: it's not because we all know you
1: do <laughs> all right so actually mine again is a pretty big classic that i think everything you've said uh really fits nicely into this one do you want to in the edit just put my intro again (laughs) I think I think I probably could if you could just write down what you said I've got no idea okay well then I guess I'll have to just do this it was a moment on the lips so a lifetime on the hips this one I let's say I, I we go less camp when you hear this but you get a bit raunchy oh really yeah this is later in the night this is later in the night yeah well, we're starting to bump and grind at this stage you're starting to <laughs> oh you're bumping and grinding all over the shop it's ridiculous i don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind i know <laughs> um so we're going with marvin gay you can probably nice. tell where i'm going we're going with sexual healing oh i mean this shit is fucking sexy as fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> silly like that that's right guys like can you just hear it in your mind right now yeah I can Which is this is this is the interesting apparently this was like the biggest um, not the, or this was like the first number one tune that that had an AOA in yeah. it so this is like one of the probably one of the biggest and well known tracks that use that instrument I so I've obviously heard this song a lot of times and I don't think it ever became so evident that this track begins with really obvious like hits from an eight oh eight than when I found out that's the instrument that was used in it. Yeah, I, I clicked play on this and I was like, "Bloody hell, this is like an advert for the fucking thing." Yeah, no, it's like, ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I had the same experience because in the aforementioned movie, they talk about how this was like the first mainstream hit, and they oh, really? play the beginning of the song. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Because they started mentioning Marvin Gaye, and I was just like... That,
1: that was my reaction as well. Is I was like, oh, what?
0: That doesn't... No, he didn't. He didn't. He had drummers.
1: And then I heard the song, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it made no sense to me until I actually properly listened to that and thought... Yeah. I mean, yeah. So if you... I mean, we've heard... I mean, by now you would have heard that this, like... You've obviously had the um, similarities between all the different songs in terms of like their drum rhythm, their drum beat and stuff. But uh, this one, I think, out of everything we've played so far, is the most obvious Yeah. in what that instrument did and what it sounded like. Yeah, but also madly and incognito maybe, at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Especially as it gets later on in the yeah. track and that. But it was also it's probably the biggest track that we're picking so far. Yes. So, you'll definitely know this one. I mean, you've just been up and you've had a little dance to Whitney Houston. Now, you're just... Like, find a, an object near you. I mean, if you've got a loved one with you, that's pretty good as well. I mean,
0: we should specify not all loved ones because some, like your mum or your dad, are... If you've got not a appropriate spouse... For... <laughs> spouse <laughs> yeah, works. spouse is better.
1: So, if you have a spouse with you, uh, not your brother or sister, but a spouse, you know, have just take a little bit of time pause the po- so we're going to play a little bit of the song Yeah, turn pause it up it, turn it up or pause and play the full song <laughs> see where your night takes you yeah, you might not well listen to the rest so if you don't make it see you later bon voyage if you have not got to after this song have a lovely evening yeah. have a really really nice one <laughs> give them one for me Oh no, (laughs) cut that out. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sexual healing. Marvin Gaye. my second pick well and truly done Tim this is your third and final what are you going to give us so I guess what I
0: tried to do with my free picks was uh, accentuate and emphasise the versatility of the 808 and I went really early I went kind of mid and cheesy and I'm going to go with I think the latest song that I really love uh, that includes an 808 and it's by an artist that we haven't spoken about previously on the podcast as a soloist but we have spoken about previous projects of his the name is Jamie XX and obviously Jamie XX (laughs) we've uh, talked about the XX before but we haven't spoken about his solo stuff and and I'm going to put it out there now that I'm not like uh, a dance music guy at all. Like
1: I am probably more so in than you in Certainly Jamie XX stuff and that. I'm yeah. I'm quite big into that. But even like,
0: you know, for me, something like subtract that you're into. Like even that Mount Kimby and
1: like Bonobo and
0: stuff, you know, yeah. as much stuff like stuff like that just doesn't do it for me at all really. It's not it's just not my vibe. But throughout everything Jamie XX has done solo. I've really maintained my interest. At, you know that I think it was the record he did with Gil Heron Scott that kind of really uh made me think actually this is something really worth following. And since then I've been totally engaged with all of his different projects and um so even the latest album in colour, like it it captured me and it's one of those things uh, I've spoken about uh sort of early hip-hop previously, and how every time I dip into it, I absolutely love it, and I feel like I should get into more stuff. And when I hear an album like In Colour by Jamie XX, it makes me think, actually, there's so much that this type of music has to give to me, and that I will really genuinely enjoy, but I've just not had that kind of entry point. Uh, but fortunately, because I was a huge fan of his you know, first hugely acclaimed, important act, the XX, I kind of know where to come into this stuff. Um, But there's a certain song on this album called Gosh, which...
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Not that one. uh, But which I'm just... I've I've loved since the first time I heard it. And um, it stands out to me purely because exactly as I say, it's away from my normal taste. It's kind of something completely different. Uh,
1: to anything else I normally listen to. So, you almost like getting out of your kind of musical comfort zone and just trying something else, or?
0: I I think the thing is that I like getting out of my musical comfort zone into a song that I know I already like. <laughs> it's like, right. when, you know, like when you listen to something, it's like, I am so different to normal me <laughs> for listening to this, but it's also the one I listen to 50 other times. Yeah. Um, but it is like that. So. For whatever reason I have a connection to this and I think the first sort of two minutes or whatever, it's really industrial and it shows the kind of I suppose the industrial vibe is that something that comes through a lot of eight oh eight music. Certainly early on, I think we've talked about how like eighties New York feels like the most kind of vibrant and enigmatic uh period of like New York music and I think that has got a lot to do with like a kind of gritty Sort of neon lit industrialism, uh, and then you think of someone like Kraftwerk which is really, really industrial, like industrial Germany. It tr- 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 sounds like machines, kind of churning yeah, I was away.
1: Say, I don't like Kraftwerk
0: Yeah, but then even like the beat in this, like again, it's got that industrial feel in it, but it feels like a kind of a warehouse party, yeah, yeah. like a kind of grotty London. Just a big sweaty night in some like kind of lo-fi club playing dance music, and I kind of love that about it as well. I love that it sort of conjures up all these different uh, atmospheres to me, yeah. and I just think it's a great song. And then after about the first half, it's about, I think it's about four and a half minutes long, but the bit I want you to play in the cut is the second half because then you get this kind of uh, uplifting. I'm not again. I'm I don't have the kind of musical ear. To know uh, what instrument's playing, like literally, I had to ask you if this was an eight oh eight because I thought it was, but I wasn't completely sure. And then I had to Google it just to be completely sure.
1: That second part, then.
0: But then, yeah, the second part is the bit I really love, and hopefully, you've played the first part underneath all this, and then we're gonna come in to the second part, and it just starts to become rather than gritty, it becomes really uplifting and kind of swooning and amazing, and it swooshes you through this kind of euphoria, and I just. I absolutely love it. I think you can tell probably from that intro like often when I play things that I'm kind of uh middle of the road about, or I think they're all right. I don't have a huge amount to say, but this particular song, I feel like I've got loads to say because uh it intrigues me so much, and I feel like there's so many layers to it. yeah he and has the a real API is a huge
1: part of that he has a real understanding understanding about the the texture. Of music. Yeah. Did you know that he's written a ballet? I did, yeah. Yeah, I did. I've I've watched a little bit of it. And th- this guy is kind of amazing. I think one
0: of the most interesting things I've ever seen about him is... You know Johnny Ive, the yes. Apple designer? Yeah. I saw um, someone talking... Comparing him to Jamie XX in that... Like, yeah. I, I work in design and we always you know, there's, you're always taught about white space and how, like, uh, the the lack of something often adds more emphasis than actually filling space. And I think, like, um, you know, in design that's very important. As we know, you know, the minimalism of Apple products is kind of what makes them beautiful. But also, like, I think JMXX I think has so the, the exact music. same understanding as someone who's as astute as Johnny Ive in that his music is it's uh sort of minimal to the exact point where it would start to distract from it and then doesn't it's not like, try
1: to do too much yeah
0: but he knows exactly when the point is where he has to then bring a flourish and it's like yeah that's that's the real skill you know anyone can make a really minimal song or anyone can make a really packed song but it's about knowing the middle ground and even within the flow of a song where to bring something else in i think that's what he's a genius at yeah
1: I mean, that's what the XX did so well as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah, that, this guy has a talent.
0: A huge talent. And, yeah, the song I want to play is Gosh... was uh jamie xx with gosh and we're gonna move yes. on to your third and final pick
1: as i'm thinking about um this artist who i'm going to say um do you know what song i'm gonna pick i don't even know what artist you mean right now so you might need to specify you that before i guess some... so i'm going with oh i don't even want to say it just say it so obviously something that you mentioned very early at the beginning and something that we almost couldn't really get away with. Jesus! <laughs> Jesus is making a return
0: to tracks. We're talking about Kanye. We're talking about Kanye. Uh, it's been a whole one episode since we
1: played <laughs> the Kanye song, so... Yeah. Two episodes.
0: Nothing one episode.
1: I mean, is it one episode in between? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so, obviously, the album 808s and Heartbreak... It's a bit silly not to mention it. Yep. Not only because it's something we love and it's Kanye and we like Kanye, but um, not as much as Kanye loves Kanye though. But also, all the research... Like, this is a big album in terms of what the history of eight hundred eight is in modern music.
0: Yeah, totally, because um, not only... Is obviously right up front in the name, but you also kind of, uh, you know, it's like a like the second generation, like the mod revival. It's like the 808's revival, it had kind yes. of died out, things had got much uh, th- thicker and kind of more dense, and everything was just being layered upon layered upon layered. And there might have been some 808's in there, but there was also like five live drum beats and everything as well. Everything had got so thick and fat. and Kanye just uh, decided to just strip it all back and yeah the name kind of sums up everything about this album
1: yeah and this am I right in thinking well I could be wrong because I feel like you this may not ever have a definitive answer for you but is it one of your favourites of his um
0: yeah I mean it's such a difficult question to answer but Yes in that one I saw him on the tour immediately afterwards and um you yeah, know one of my favorite memories of him as an artist was seeing him play this album but also I do feel like they would the the two albums I'm about to mention wouldn't be my two favorite Kanye albums but I feel like 808s and Yeezus are his most experimental and like his most different to everything else he's done and in some ways because that's what I love about him mm. as an artist in some ways they are kind of my favourites for that reason but musically they're not no Um Jesus is not not up there for me I mean yeah it's it's totally open to opinion I I can't really rank them I, I know what my favourite Kanye album is but I don't know where the rest sit below it like literally
1: can I ask what your favourite
0: is my favourite is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's my favourite Kanye West album. But uh, everything else could just go anywhere and they can all switch on a daily basis. Yeah.
1: So do you know... Or can you imagine what song from the album that, I was, I'm, that I'm going to pick? I mean, have you gone... I have sang it all day, I think. Is it... Every time we've had a break. Is it possibly Love Lockdown? It is definitely Love Lockdown. Yeah. My favourite song from the album because I firstly just used to sing it all the time and I used to walk to college and it's just put it on. And the video was brilliant and everything about it was brilliant. It had such a an aesthetic. I love that first, like this again, boom, boom, just boom, those boom. bassy, uh, those kick drums coming in. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. dum. And it's... um, It's so... The, the, especially the very beginning, it is very stripped back, isn't yeah. it?
0: And there's on the, I mean, we're gonna, I mean, of course, we were gonna mention those times but again, that 808 mo- movie. There's someone who mentions that, like, uh, when you, when you heard songs which had, featured an 808, like on kind of crappy speakers or crappy headphones, you could almost not really hear it, and then you heard it on a great system, and it just kind of, it literally just knocked your head off. Mm. And like, uh, Love Lockdown is a bit like that. Like if you hear it in crappy headphones or whatever it is, you don't quite get the thing, and then you you hear it out somewhere or you hit, see it and play it live, and it's just like,
1: boof. I I listened to to it today at work on some. They've got some pretty good speakers there, and it's one of those uh, the beginning of a song that catch that just captures you within seconds, yeah. and when his vocal comes in, the bit that, that that's the thing we've been singing all all day when it just, I'm loving you, like just the tone of it and the, everything about it is just perfect. Yeah. And I think it's a, like, I think, especially in production and in the fact that, I mean, you, you get any music um, application at the moment and they'll have 808s and they'll have um, replicas of sounds and things and, Often people just, it's the first, it's maybe the first thing they, they see the name and they'll click it and loads and loads of stuff is out there. And it's, I mean, the music market is probably absolutely saturated with this kind of sound. But I feel like of of relevance or of, of like um, music that really shows how relevant that sound still can be in this modern era this is one of those tunes that plays a big part in that. Completely.
0: I agree. And uh, sort of is a sign to the fact that, I mean, we're talking, what, 1978? So nearly 30 years old. And like the fact that it's still an instrument that people can be completely innovative with. Like you can be completely groundbreaking this uh, far along because it gives you so many options and so many...
1: And some things can't do that. I mean, you get like a... I don't think there's... You get maybe maybe a, a stomp box from like um, maybe some old effects pedals and stuff for guitars and some old 70s things yeah. that wouldn't... that just maybe don't sound like they would work right now. Right. Or they would just sound too much like they're trying to imitate something from the 70s. Yeah. Whereas this can basically be brought into so many different genres and so many different eras and stuff and it and it's still find a new place to live yeah completely and yeah i mean this song's great and we actually we're actually going to take you out on this we yeah. are because we thought it, i mean originally we thought it'd be funny to not come up with uh eight to eight and heartbreak because obviously we would but we couldn't quite get there yeah. so we ended up picking it i mean
0: we all, we know that any regular listeners from the moment that we unveiled the subject of this episode, will have been uh, patiently waiting for us to uh, play a Kanye West song because it was so <laughs> obvious we were going to do it, and we, and we have do we yeah have... we're
1: doing it at the end as well. Yeah. So if you just really hate Kanye, you can just turn it off.
0: And no one does anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: so we're going to wrap
0: up. So we're going to say thank you to Ikaturo Kakahashi, the man, and we're going to say you know what a sad loss. Rest in peace. To a guy who changed everything. Um, And thank you to you, our listeners, uh, for being here once again. Um, As you can tell, we're back to weekly episodes now. Our little lull is gone. We're back on the ball. On our game. On the game. Uh, We're here. The point is, you can rely on us again. We are reliable once more.
1: For at least... A long time. <laughs> At least
0: 10 more millennia. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> That's a long commitment. It's uh, <laughs> so long. We're going to
1: pass this down to our great, 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 <laughs> great, great, great great grandchildren. That would be quite good, actually. It
0: attracts forever. Oh, it's a shame we're gonna, both going to die alone. Other Otherwise, attracts. we could have, like. What a great episode that would be if we'd, like, sons. You now have to do. Well, I don't yeah. know. It could be daughters, too. You have
1: to do it. Sons or daughters hear yeah. the tracks.
0: And then, literally, the second we're both dead, they're like, fuck this. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> no, one, no one listens. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, thank you to all of you back at home. Uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes, all the rest. Uh, we're at Track Show on Twitter, Track Show Music on Spotify, all the rest. You'll find us. Trackshow.co.uk is a nice website. Well I've updated it again I've updated it for ages and I've done it again so go and have a look uh, thank you so much thank you Harry thank you Tim I have been Tim
1: and I have been Harry
0: <laughs> we've already alluded to that uh, we're going to take you out with Harry's brilliant 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 final choice
1: you can hear him now boom 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 boom
2: Boom, 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 I'm not loving you way I wanted to What I had to do Had to run from you I'm in love with you But the vibe is wrong And it haunted me All the way home So you never know Never, never know Never know enough Till it's over, love Till we can't escape from you, so I keep it low, keep a secret cold, so everybody else don't have to know, so keep Keep it true. I got something to lose, so I gotta move. I can't keep myself and still keep you, too. So I keep in mind when I'm on my own, somewhere far from.